Hollywood actors were Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Yeah. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Better shake your booties for black girl nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host along with Ryan. Welcome back for another two-part episode. This week is South by Southwest. And of course, we always love to do our features, reviews, interviews from all of the greatest and fun films that are coming out of different film festivals each year, and South by Southwest is no exception. We welcome Bamane J. Story and Leah Daylon Hayes to talk to Black Girl Nerds about their latest film, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, which has made its debut at South by Southwest. So I talk with the director and the star about this quirky horror film in our first segment. In our second segment, we welcome actor Kyla Fry. She's a multifaceted, award-winning actor who hails from East End of London. She's the first black woman to take on the iconic role of Sandra in Jonathan Harvey's Beautiful Thing to donning her khakis as a soldier with Tom Cruise and Edge of Tomorrow. Kyla's unwavering presence on stage and screen brings the audience on a thrilling journey full of love and drama. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this amazing two-part episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Well, I I absolutely love this film. Um, Perfect film for South by Southwest, by the way. (laughs) This is one of my favorite festivals. And what I love about South by is you get to come across these really quirky and just offbeat films and really great genre films, which is what um, this movie presents. So I want to start um, with you, Laya, about uh, the character of, am, am I pronouncing your name right? It's Leia, um, like Star Wars. Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Leia. Um, so I like the idea of um, Vicaria being the scientist in this type of story. And normally she would be labeled like a mad scientist, but she's not really mad, um, even though she does go to some really great lengths to get her brother back, which is a little questionable. So what kind of scientist would you label her as? Oh, what kind of scientist would I label her as? I, I, I'm i gonna be honest, I, I'm not sure what kind of scientist I would label her as. I really like the title of the mad scientist. <laughs> 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 I don't feel like you go to those lengths if you're not a little bit mad, you know? But again, I was also talking about like just being a teenage girl and like there's a lot of inner rage that comes with that. And then if you combine that with the community that she's from and how much death she's encountered and how much she's seen, I think it's completely justified to like, <laughs> like why the why she would uh, or why there's that reasoning um behind what she does you know um and also balancing that out with her going to like regular school and dealing with 
the sort of microaggressions from her teacher or from whoever else she encounters there. I feel like to be a part of that community is something that we've seen, I feel like a lot in, in film and TV. The only difference is we haven't seen many characters that are as layered as the ones in Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, especially Vicaria. So I don't know. I feel like mad scientists might might be perfect for her. <laughs> well, Bamani, maybe I can, um, am I saying your name right as well or? Yeah, okay, Bamani, perfect. you got it, yeah. All right, I wanna get people's names right. So you, I mean, you developed this character, you, you wrote this script, what, would you label her as a mad scientist? And how did you, how did you come up with the concept for this story? Because I really love the way you subvert the horror genre um, with Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with this narrative. So yeah, kind of go through that with me. I mean, for me, it all kind of starts with like, I mean, obviously, you know, I read the novel uh, when I was fresh out of high school and it um, gave me anxiety. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I also was just like these themes that are being portrayed in the novel are just like still resonant today with a lot of things and like um this book is so old which is great you know it's like and I and I loved it but also it also starts in my home you know it's like because I have two older sisters who shepherded and mentored me my basically my entire life you know and like um capturing their essence within this movie and like combining those two with you know with Mary Shelley was just like um that was kind of where the inspiration started you know that's where the kernel of the idea lived with me um and then you know it's just like obviously you start I'm a huge horror fan so there's a lot of horror movies I watch and and, you know it's like um paying homage to one of my favorite filmmakers Aronofsky um in his movie The Fountain you know there's a line you know death is a disease and like uh I wanted to take that line and you know pay homage to him um and so yeah, it was a lot of things that kind of just finally came together to really kind of uh, brew this out. But it really starts with, you know, my sisters and Mary Shelley. I, I really love the concept of death being a disease and then wanting to cure that and, and making that the whole plot line and the, the whole narrative behind this story. So that's really cool that you were inspired by his film in that way. Uh, Leia, back to you. There, there's some pretty grotesque moments <laughs> in this movie and um I, I just wanted to know how did you have the stomach to get through those scenes because it, it it just looked like it was messy and there's a lot of corn syrup that was used on those <laughs> set days so what was that like oh my gosh I I, I don't know how <laughs> I have no idea how I did um I I'm a bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to those things um and I I honestly wasn't too, too familiar with the horror genre. I just knew when I was auditioning for this, I really wanted to do horror. I just wanted to act in a horror movie. Um, But honestly, I had to like pinch myself every time before we did one of those scenes just to get into the right headspace. Um, And I I said this before, but like every time it felt like, you know, this is good. I, I feel like I haven't pushed myself too bad with the limits of how scared I can get. And then that was like our last week or second to last week. And we were filming with all that blood and stitching the eyeball. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is, this is the one. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so it was it was definitely one of the hardest. I had to like really get in that frame of mind, you know, because Bakaria it, it feels completely normal and in fact is inspiring and motivating for Bakaria. Um, but Leia, on the other hand, was freaking out a little. <laughs> I was just like, how did she do it? Those scenes were just intense. Is this your first time, Leia, doing a, a horror? film or just a horror project in general? This is, this is my very first one. Um, I'm really grateful that it's with Bamani as this is his first feature and that it's with a character mm-hmm. like Makaria too. Um, and I, I mean, the goal as an actor, at least for me at this point, is just I want to challenge myself and play compelling characters and be a part of interesting stories. And this was that, and and it's exactly what it was. It was challenging for me and it pushed myself to the limit. Um, And it was extremely fulfilling, I will say. To kind of piggyback off of that, being that this is your first time, Chad Coleman plays your father in this. And we've seen him in some horror uh, films and projects before. Particularly, I remember seeing him in The Walking Dead. So what was it? Did he kind of coach you through and (laughs) help you through that process working in this genre? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I mean, every every scene that I had with Chad, I just felt extremely safe. I felt extremely comfortable with him. Like you said, he's he's a veteran at this. He's done so much. Um, but on top of that, he's just an incredible human being, you know? So uh, having those scenes with him, especially playing my father and in Vicaria's case, that person is like her last bloodline really, you know? Um, he was just perfect <laughs> in every <laughs> the word. Um, he was he was I mean I met him kind of like a week and a half or two weeks into filming maybe he wasn't there I don't think for the beginning um and we all got dinner together and immediately just felt comfortable around him so uh when it came to horror stuff he was kind of like the last thing I had to worry about I knew if I was gonna encounter something scary with him I was gonna be okay I was gonna (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome that's good to hear Bomani back to you you know throughout the film uh we see Vicaria after she's involved in this accident where her glasses are broken and then um the the lenses are actually cracked. And throughout her journey, she still has her glasses on and we see these cracked lenses. So I just wanted to know, what is the significance of seeing the broken glasses throughout the movie? And does that have any sort of metaphorical meaning behind it? And what does that represent exactly in the story? Um, Well, you know, it's like, I think that like, there are certain things that uh, for me, at least when I'm telling a story, like um, it's, beyond kind of explanation you know it's just more of a a feeling that feels appropriate um and like and you know it's just like and when it comes to and you know dialing into Vicaria's character like I just don't think she would be like you know when it gets broken I feel like she'd be like I'm gonna do a quick fix and then I'll get to this later I have other things that I'm doing and that I'm dealing with that I want to accomplish you know as far as you know metaphorical meaning with those like you know i I would love to leave that for the aunts to kind of, you know, take what they will with that. You know, <laughs> with that. Um, but, you know, for me, I know it's like making the movie, it's kind of, um, uh, yeah, just it's something that feels appropriate, you, you know, it just feels right. 
And like, I don't know if that can ever logically be broken down for me, you, you know? So I, I hope that answers your question. So no, I, I loved it. I was just like, um, girl, can we get your glasses fixed or something? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I liked it because I was like, maybe it's communicating like some brokenness that's happening, you know, in her life, whether it's in the past or currently in the present as things are sort of just falling apart. So yeah, I, I was curious about that because you don't really see that in, in movies. Like, you know, that there's some magical thing <laughs> happening where the glasses just magically, you know, fix itself. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great job with that. I love it. Yeah. That, that, that will definitely be some conversations that <laughs> audiences members will be having after the movie is over. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll start with you, Leia, and then to Bomani for this question, because I really would love both of you to answer this. Uh, do you think that there's a renaissance that's happening in Black horror right now, especially after the success, the financial success of Jordan Peele's Get Out, that um, now that there's really just this resurrection, <laughs> pun intended, with uh, Black horror films being made? I think so, completely. I mean, and not just, uh, I mean, I, I do think with with the horror genre, of course, but I think in in every genre, really, I think people are starting to really recognize just, I mean, what we've kind of known all along is we have so much to offer and there's so much to us that should be seen and should be represented on screen. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget when Get Out came out and I, oh, I knew Jordan Peele from like Key and Peele, of course, and just how like all of my friends ran to the theater. Like we show up, you know, we show up to see ourselves on screen. And, and I mean, growing up, the reason that I'm even an actor is because I watched Zendaya at the age of eight or seven, you know? So we're yearning to feel represented on screen and, to also have a fun time in the theater. We don't always wanna just see pain either. We want our stories to be accurately portrayed. And I feel like that goes beyond just the horror genre. It goes just in film in general. Um, and we're really getting that chance in this, in this generation or this century now. Um, and I'm really grateful to be a part of that renaissance. Yeah, um, you know, for me, I mean, of course it just like starts with uh, Tales from the Hood. Like, I feel like, yes, is, you know, at least for this generation, you know what I mean? Like, and everything that's happening now, it just all starts with that movie to me, like for when it comes to black horror. And I think if you watch that movie, you will literally see, be like, oh, this is where everything is coming from. Like, <laughs> like, that's what I, you know, I feel like that's like the number one influence. Like, you know, if someone says no, then I feel like they're lying. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's just like, I definitely think, I don't know, it's just like, I feel like, uh, our culture, our community has always loved horror. You, you know, we've always been a part of this conversation. We just never had an opportunity to kind of put ourselves in there until like Tales from the Hood or Scary Movie and stuff like that. And like now we're finally getting an opportunity to kind of do our own thing, you, you know, it's like, you know, it is kind of like the Harlem Renaissance, but with, you, you know, I mean, the genre <laughs> films, you know. And so like we're kind of just, you know, given the ability to kind of to do our own thing with it um and uh you know it's like I and I also think on a broader scale like horror is having a another moment right now you, you know it's yeah. like a pretty strong moment right now there's a lot of great 
horror movies coming out doing crazy things you know it's like pearl was my favorite movie of last year like i thought yes. it was i thought it was amazing um and mia goss performance was incredible in that movie um so like i think horror in general is happening but I, yeah specifically for just black horror in general like i definitely think we're finally like the mm -hmm. difference now is like we're finally getting the opportunity to um not only be fans of it but be able to create our own you know what i mean and engage with stuff that you we were never able to get the you know ability to do I just like remember growing up kind of like even like in all of these comedy specials they would always be talking shit about you know these uh these horror movies right about like you know they'd be joking us like, but yeah we went to see them and yeah we're yelling in the audience because we're just like we wouldn't do that like you know it's like so it's like we've always been engaging with horror you know from uh, forever it's just now like I said, we're finally having a time to really uh, show ourselves, which I think is awesome. I think it's awesome as well. They're giving me the rap, but I just want to say this film was so good. I love how you just turn the genre on its ear with this story. Um, again, perfect movie for South by Southwest. I can't wait for more people to see it. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to Black Girl Nerds. It's really an honor and pleasure to speak with both of you guys today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for, I'm glad the film resonated with you. Thank you. Absolutely. Take care, guys. You too. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Black Gunners Podcast. And we all like a good payday, right? Like you notice everybody's manner starts changing when it's payday, like they get real hyped and everything. But what about if you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from? That's when the kicker comes in. So we might have an idea for you. If you listen to this episode, we might have an idea. Now you can try this idea at your own risk. And with that being said though, I'm gonna bring in my guest for today. I'm gonna welcome the talented actor, producer, director, Kyla Fry. How you doing, Kyla? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Look, I'm excited because we got Jen in the building, but I just want to make sure you don't have a flashy, right? Or like a flash drive on y'all. <laughs> not today, not today. We're all good. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're good. All right. So I want to kind of <laughs> I want to kind of take a back to the beginning care a little bit, right? Because 17 years, right? You've been in the game. Yeah. Day, doing the team, the, the TV, yeah. the film, the theater sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So what makes you go, okay, I'm gonna restart my own production company? I think, you know, just with being a woman, being a black woman, we have to try and take ownership of, of the narrative and the stories that are being told, especially in, in entertainment, especially in film and TV, right? So mm. I, for me, it was a case of, well, you know, I'm 25 years old. Eventually, at some point, I want to have kids and I want to be married. So what happens when, you know, I can't be in front of the screen? What happens then? Let me let me think about other ways of doing that. So I got I got to writing, I got to directing, I got to producing my own stuff. And um, yeah, it, it, it just, it's, 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 seemingly, it's seemingly starting to work out for me, which, I'm, which I really, really appreciate. But as I said, it's just, it's just important for us to, you know, to, to um, con not necessarily control the narrative, but just take ownership of it. Right. And, you know, speaking of ownership, that can't be easy though, right? Like, like you said, you want to have the multiple skills because even like payday shows, the, the game is changing. As you continue mm -hmm. to go on, things are different. You have to have multiple skill sets. But mm -hmm. I'm curious, and you mentioned too, being a black woman, I'm curious, what has been some of the challenges, you know, especially as you're reaching the international level, you know, mm. the the accomplishments of payday taking off, what has that been on a business side for you to be able to, you know, get that like international success, cross it over? Is, like, you, is there any kind of like business challenges you've been running into? 
I feel like it's it's been it's been an eye opener for sure. I, I I don't think I ever really realized or ever truly realized just how um, just how much business show business actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, because all my all my other previous work has been um, short films, so they, they've gone kind of down the down the festival route, and they've kind of fo- been focused on the you know the UK um, audiences primarily. But then when we when we did um, the payday and we you know it, it got picked up by Vertigo Entertainment and got distributed uh, you know on both sides of the Atlantic, it was just a whole nother ball game, you know, and it's just had the intricacies and getting you know of, of of all of that and making sure you know that you're getting you know the rights to music and making sure you're getting all those signed off and it's just it's crazy the level of paperwork that goes that, that that's involved in in getting a film um not just made but you know seen by the masses across the world it's um it's been insane but i'm i'm hugely grateful you know because you know I ultimately you know you, you've been able to see it so many other people mm-hmm on your side of the Atlantic have been able to see it so far and so many more as well you know once once it hits stars and everything you know in, in a few days it's, it's, it's going to be a really really sort of exciting time that um that so many people get to see this this this, this movie that we made you know <laughs> yeah and you know speaking to let's dive into the movie a little bit here the payday talk about the idea and I think it's <laughs> what I was what I was pulled to or drawn to with this film was because I love a good like spy action film <laughs> <laughs> you know, could watch them all day, right? But what's yeah. cool is usually, you know, you have the guy that's like at the martial arts, you know, yeah. or whatever, and they're like the helm of it or whatever. And you know, they get their like longtime friend or somebody or whatever to be like the computer <laughs> person that's hacking in exactly stuff. And it's not the person on the front. And you're like, okay, so what made this hacker want to join like the bad guy side or the other side? And what made them like so good at this job? And you're giving us that story with this. Yeah, exactly. I think, do you know what it is? I think so many of us um, have found ourselves in situations where, you know, like we're overqualified, we're working twice as hard, mm-hmm, we're doing mm-hmm. every, we're doing everything and more. And yet there are people in positions of power that, um, that either look down on us or, you know, they don't give us the opportunities that we've so, you know, that we, we deserve and that we've earned, you know? And I think it gets to a point where, it's like, you know, you say enough is enough is enough and you stick it to the man, so to speak. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to make it I'm just going to make it happen for myself. I've had I've had enough of of people telling me no. I've had enough of people telling me I'm not good enough. I've had enough of people, you know, just, um, you know, second guessing me or underestimating me. And I'm, and 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 that's what, you know, the payday is all about. It's about, you know, the the the, the, the little guy. Um, yeah. Sticking it to the to the big guy, so to speak. Yeah, and I like how you even open with that aspect, right? Because we know a lot of, um, you know, in the tech world, tech world yeah. is always going to pick up. It's always going to, it's always going to have its, you know, advantages to being in that world and things that continue mm. progress. But everybody, you know, a lot of the tech companies, a lot of big tech companies I know here in the U.S. as well, as well, had to sort of change your business model, right, to kind of fit mm-hmm. being in COVID. Mm-hmm. Once you're out of COVID, it's like, what happens to these jobs? But yeah, I like how yeah. you open up with her sitting across from, you know, her boss and her boss, which I was like, this lady is the worst. <laughs> like when I saw this, I was like, she is the worst. And so, but you know, you get in that realization, like you said, when it's like, okay, that's the big guy, right? Mentality, you know, the main woman in charge. And she's like, okay, I got what I need from you. You can be gone now. Mm-hmm. Like you can get out of my sight. Mm-hmm, so what mm-hmm. do you do? And I like how you kind of, you know, how you you talked about there you know, you have to, you got to fight, right? Like you're the little guy, Absolutely. you got to figure out where you're going to do right. But at the time she didn't. 
And I mm. thought that was so interesting that she started out the film like that because I that lady just made me mad. I was like, <laughs> you got to get away from this lady. But, you know, but I like how you kind of started off that, like even that how everybody must feel like right now, you know, as we're kind of getting mm. past the pandemic in a way. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think so many of us, you know, we, we, we've been brought up to. Uh, you know, to play by the rules, to do mm -hmm. to do as we're told, and 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 uh, ultimately be good girls. You know, you, you, right. you comply and and um, and you get the job done. And and more often than not, like for the people that are at the top, they don't play by the rules. You know, <laughs> there are so many shady and and like you know illegal moves being made by, mm -hmm. by people at the top. And it's just like it, when when obviously Jen is is given the opportunity by Simon Callow's character, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those ones where she actually stops to think for herself. And it's just like, you know what, I've, I've been doing everything I've been told to do. I've been doing everything right. And yet nothing's working out for me. What if, just what if I, 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 I play, you know, I, I play by the, you know, the, the bad guys rules just for once and, and what will happen? Um, because ultimately she's she's like her heart hasn't changed. She's still she's still Jen at heart. She's still, you know, you know, she's still looking out for her mum. She's still looking out for her bestie. She still just wants to see me, you know, like you know, meet a guy and fall in love. There's like she's not she's not trying to hurt anybody, but right. ultimately there's there is so much out there. You know, there is so much money to be made, and there's so many people making money off of the backs of so many other people. You can take a little slice of the pie, can't you? Without mm. without, you know, hurting too many folks or you know, or hurting anyone at all in this case. So I think I think for her, it was just a case of, you know, biting the bullet and just saying, you know what, what have I got to lose? You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm three months past rent and I'm, you know, I've been going to all these job interviews and I'm not getting any, you know, getting a look in anywhere. And like, what do I do? What else can I do? And and this guy is offering big bucks, you know, right, <laughs> like yeah. offering big money. So it's just like, you know, why not? Why not take the risk? See if it see, see if it pays off. And you know, it, it kind of does. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's interesting the way it does play out, too. But I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about the behind the scenes here, how you kind of mm -hmm. got ready to play Jen, because mm -hmm. she is a, definitely a boss when it comes to the IT, to the programming. This is why you don't mess with people like this, because they can hack <laughs> in like coding is not easy. But for them to be able to hack in, like because they can do stuff to yeah. your finance, like everything is so tech, right? Like they can do yeah. stuff. You have no idea it already hits you. Like they're exactly. calling you up and it's like, they've already hit you. You have no idea what's going down. So yeah. <laughs> what was it like? What was your research like figuring out, you know, were you, you know, at some kind of tech background? Do you have that already? Were you kind of researching like IT people? Like how did that, how did the program inside of it, how did that work for you? Well, um, you know, the, the payday is basically, a, 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 it's, 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 it's a feature film, right? But it started mm. off, the, the, the whole origin of it started off as, as, a, as a short film called Double Cross that you guys can see on Amazon. And it's like, we, we, we created this short film, myself and um, my, my co-writer and, and co-star Sam Benjamin and director Sam Bradford, we, 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 we created this short film that's eight minutes long. And it was just a case of, you know, like, we've always wanted to play these sort of really sort of cool characters, you know, when you think mm -hmm. of like Mr. and Mrs. Smith or Out yeah. of Sight and it's just like, they're always so cool, but you never see a black woman front and center. You know, it's, you, you just don't see it. We're always either a bit part or, you know, the best friend or this sort of thing. So for me, especially as a black British woman, you just never see that at all. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So right, it's like, yeah. what, another, 
I love all these type of movies. I think they're so slick. They're so cool. They're so sexy. And yet, like, I'm not being called up for it or I don't see it. You know, I don't mm-hmm. see us being represented. So let's just write a part. And, and that's where it started. That's the origin of it, really. And then when we came to doing, you know, the, the payday as, as a feature film, it was a case of, well, I'm like, well, what what does she do? I mean, if she if she's if she's really if she's really cool with like you know with the tech and the coding and and and, and the programming and stuff, like how how has she done that? And it's just, I guess you know, being an actor, you just you just kind of you know you do your research and you and you and you try and be as convincing as possible. <laughs> my 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 background really is like um in terms of like studies and stuff. I did criminology at, at university at college, oh, okay. and yeah. um, so I've always been really interested in you know in crime not being a criminal as such but you know the people who who (laughs) who makes the rules who breaks the rules who says that we're not allowed to do certain things and who who you know who's in control of the media and who's in control of power and and all of that sort of stuff so I've always been interested in, in 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 that sort of David and Goliath you know dynamic and stuff and so I guess it's it's just kind of um it's kind of come from there really and you know, too, you kind of, you kind of speak about. See, I didn't see. I haven't been able to see Double Cross yet. So because <laughs> I saw the, I saw like the the previews and stuff and everything, and I was getting ready to say, I was like, is this like part two or something? But that's the original. So and now that yeah, explains so much about George and Jen now, which yeah. I think is so hilarious. Like having that because I don't want to <laughs> give them too much so everybody goes and checks out Payday. But that is hilarious to me. Like they give so much background on these two. Yeah. Um. You know, hearing you kind of go into that, it explains a lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that I mean, that you're you're so right though. Like having a black woman, having a person mm. of color, just in general, in that role, you mm. never get to see that, and it's hilarious. Like, there's the scene, <laughs> the things that you can add about culture, right? Like the scene in the elevator. Oh he, yeah. I like which I think it was. I think it was George that snatched her wig off or something like that. Yes. In the yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I was, it was just like so many twists. Right. I was just thinking, why in the world? It it was just like so many different twists and turns to these two characters. (laughs) And you and Sam Benjamin, Benjamin, by the way, are like, this, that's TV, that's film gold right there. Like, you guys are hilarious the way you bounce (laughs) off of each other. But yeah, it was just so many little mistakes and mishaps. And this was like, poor George had not, did not even see that one coming in the elevator. And I thought that was funny. I think you know I think what 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 makes you know the characters you know so so relatable so likable is the fact that it's just, it could be any one of us so many so many yep. times when we, when we watch these films you know like you said everyone's an expert everyone's you know got a background in martial arts everyone everyone knows how to hack into a computer in you know in 20 mm-hmm. seconds everyone knows all these things but like for them for the most part most people don't even really know what they're doing do you know what I mean well most of us are just yep. kind of coasting coasting through life and just getting mm-hmm. by and, and so what happens like when you find yourself um you know having a full-on fight with a absolute stranger in a lift what do you do and like you know obviously not all white guys know black women's hair like that so he's there trying to just grab people's hair not realizing that you know my glue Mm -hmm. went set down properly and and things and like you know he had to have a lesson you know he had to be taught a lesson in in the lift um and it's, it's just crazy because ultimately what would what would you do what would what would I do what would any one of us do when we're you know when we're up against it when we're up against the odds and I think that's why the payday works so well and what um oh last thing I kind of want to touch on real quick because like I said I don't want to give them too much because I want them to dive into this spy film because this is hilarious <laughs> we're able to kind of see all these but this was kind of a family affair right wasn't your husband in the is he one of the yes. people in the film 
He yes, did. I don't yes. want to give you guys a. He was hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. When I found that out, I was like, okay, now this this is dope. Making this like a family, a family affair on the field. That he was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's a case of like you know we 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 did we did call on on a lot of people who we've worked with before, who we, mm-hmm. who've been in the game for a long time, who we know, who we love, who we like, who we support, who who we admire, whose talents we admire, you know, because trying to do a feature film, trying to do any sort of film is hard enough at the best of times. But right. when you know that you've got you've got support and people in your corner. And also when you're wanting to give other people an opportunity as well to, you know, get their credits, get their IMDb up. And, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're in a position where you can, where you can extend that to them as well. You know, so many of us were out here and we're hustling and we've been in the game for years. And yet, you know, some of, some of us haven't been given the opportunity to be in a feature film. So it's just like, for my husband, it was the first time that we have been able to kind of work together in the 17 years we've actually been together. We met at drama school all those years ago and here uh-huh. we are. And it's just, it was so great. And it's like, as you said, it's just, it's it's kind of, it's kind of fun for people that know. I, but I'd be interested to see if people are actually able to guess who my husband is. Um, oh, yeah. He gives me a look or two in the film and it's kind of, and it's, and it's kind of cool. It was, it was, a, it was a great moment. It really was. Yeah, he does. Like when I figured out what it, who he was, like to, I won't say anything so people can try to figure it out. So they can figure <laughs> out what character it is. I was just like, that is hilarious. That's what made it even more funny when I figured that out. I didn't know that because it, you know, the whole time because it's just Jen falls into so many things and so many things That's she has it. to deal with trying to pull this off. And this is like this poor girl just wanted to try to get some money because she got some things going on in her life. <laughs> but everything was just it was just like it was just like the crime from hell. Like trying to be the the person like you know like the person doing all that because it was just like hell that day for her I kind of felt like like she just tried to get through and it was like every little thing that happened was just was just popping out on her so everything was definitely stacked against her yeah everything was stacked against her so you guys definitely make sure you check it out on stars it should be hitting soon there um but I want to ask you too because you mentioned you know we always want to go back to you know you're talking about the inclusion diversity representation Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. has that been like in the UK for you though you know speaking about not having many women in those roles Mm. I think you know things things are slowly changing. I mean, I remember I remember going over to the states when I was probably what 20 years old and even I, I started going to the states when I was probably about 11 12 but really mm-hmm. when I was about 20 uh, 20 years old I remember going over and people were so like they were like they got black people in London and I'm like yeah because I'm not an alien do you know what I mean <laughs> right <laughs> like, exactly was, yeah <laughs> but they had there was no point of reference because everything that you see you know everything that you know all the sort of content that was consumed from from the UK is always fe- featuring you know white people and so it's mm-hmm. like when, when when you've got a natural black person in front of your face who's born and bred in London and they're they're they're, they're talking to you it's such a shock and I'm like We've got to change that. And, you know, yeah. as time as time has gone on, you know, we've seen like Lashana Lynch is doing amazing things. You know, mm-hmm. um, Idris Elba, John Boyega is doing amazing things. Damson Idris is doing amazing things. It's like, right. okay, we realize now we're not just, you know, being plucked out from <laughs> the heavens and just, plop, you know, there, there is a whole community, community um, the, the, the diaspora is, 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 is far and wide, you know, from the, from the Caribbean to Africa to here ourselves, you know, it's, um, 
it's it's wonderful to be able to showcase that in in not just not just in the payday but in you know in work that we've got coming up as well you know because there 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 are more things that unite us than separate us and just just knowing that we exist just knowing that we have you know a rich culture as well just knowing mm-hmm. that we appreciate each other's culture is is so important and hopefully with with the payday you know so many of you guys will be able to enjoy that and and as you say and laugh like you've laughed you know yeah yeah this is a look we're we're globally we're just fantastic so you guys better watch out as we keep (laughs) you know coming into these different genres and 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 mixing it up so yeah that's 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 hilarious like yes of course the uk has black people exactly you know they just you know you have to figure it out right yeah you know it's like you've you've got like you know bridgerton and stuff has changed has changed things as well right yeah yeah yeah, absolutely obviously you're you're still you're still tapping into that sort of like quintessential british market Mm -hmm. and you're still but i think it's just an eye-opener to think that we had a black queen of england many many years ago you know queen charlotte sophia she's a real person she existed like she's queen victoria's great great grandmother you know she was she was real and she was here long before you know Meghan Markle you know God bless her and everything and all the struggles that she's been facing but like there, there was a black queen of England and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Let, let, let's talk about that let's celebrate that let's see that for ourselves you know yeah well I hope you keep on making these stories and keep pushing it forward because I can't wait I'm excited but I want to talk about I want to give you a kind of moment too because I know you it's not like you I don't know when you sleep and, and take a break because <laughs> I know you got other projects and stuff probably coming out but one that I wanted to touch on because you mentioned short films and everything I know one you mm-hmm. you wrote and directed that I really enjoyed was Faces oh thank you being able to check that out because as a kid I would find myself just staring off like just staring just to see what people's reactions were mm. and this and this short film kind of hit me in that way where it's like sometimes we don't take enough time you know to kind of check in on each other right we don't exactly really that. think about you know like you said it's just about the face right like you want people to think you're cool everything's mm. fine but mm. inside it's just it's tearing you apart especially the day and age we're living in now so many things Absolutely. hitting us at once so Absolutely. I thought that even though that was like, I think that was about like four years ago for you, but that's that seeing that short now, even now, I think still hits. Mm. And I and I was curious for you, you know, just kind of doing that to direct that and, and, you know, write that and everything like that. How was that for you? And, you know, um, what is it, I guess, what is it about the short films that you love? Does that kind of give you, you know, a little break when you're not working on, if you're not working on a big mm. project as an actor? Yeah. To I kind think, of build up your skills. With Faces, it was, you know, kind of semi-autobiographical in the sense that, you know, one in four people in the UK, you know, will suffer with some kind of mental health issue at some point in their lives. The most common form of that is anxiety and depression. And I was in that for for years. I really, Mm. really struggled with that for years. And I think... You know, when 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 you're the when you're the type of person that everyone thinks is either happy or smiling or everything's you know everything looks good on the on the surface, it's really hard to sort of you know look at yourself in the mirror and even and even kind of go well you know well who am I then if everyone thinks I'm this and I'm and I'm living up to that you know but in but in my heart and in my you know in behind closed doors I'm struggling something needs to happen you know because otherwise you know that that's why people have breakdowns and. And so on and so forth. And I knew that so many other people um, are, are suffering and 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 are going through and going through their own, you know, situations and stuff. And I just felt that, like, you know, the need to just, you know, just write it down, get it on paper. And it wasn't until I was actually pregnant with my with my eldest um, child that I was just like, you know, as as I said, as as a black woman, as a mum, there are so many times and and where we're told that we can't do something 
or right. that we're not good enough to do something. And I'm there, you know, seven, eight months pregnant, filming, writing, producing, directing mm-hmm, this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, when she, when, and she was in my, and she was in my tummy and I'm like, one day you're going to realize that there is nothing and no one that can stop you doing what it is that you want to do. And mm, if yeah. you own your mistakes, if you own your flaws, if you own where you are, you know, not necessarily your weaknesses, but if you take ownership of your weaknesses, they can become your strengths. And I think that's what, you know, Faces was for me. It was, it was, a, it was a case of, you know, looking at myself, looking at my story, looking at, you know, my struggles, but taking something negative and turning it into something really positive and hopefully something that was able to resonate with so many people. So I'm so glad you, you know, you picked up on that um, because it really was, um, you know, a labor of love and something that really, really means a lot to me. Yeah, and I I love the um the the this the uh, the mantra it feels like your films have of just fighting for yourself and trying to mm. get something better, right? Because if somebody yeah. doesn't, you know, the always the curse is people being silent, not saying anything. Mm-hmm. It's always mm-hmm. gonna be the problem. So okay, so we got the payday. You guys go to check. Don't be like me. Go check out Double Cross too if you have access <laughs> to your to your Prime Video in the UK. Um, I know that'll probably try, probably change soon as we kind of shift. But what's next for you, Kyla? Like, what do you got coming up? I know, I know you're not just resting. <laughs> what, you got, what you got going on next? Yeah, so we, we, we've got we've got a good few projects coming out that you should be able to see on Netflix in in the next year Ooh, or so. Okay, cool. yeah. uh, so we've been we've been we've been filming some bits and pieces, and we've got some other um, um, features in the works at the moment. Mm-hmm. So they're in pre production right now as well. So yeah, so there's, there's some really sort of exciting things, but you know we can't say too much. So, <laughs> so uh, just, yeah, I'm yeah, just... you know we I know how the film business work. I got you, Kyle. Yeah. I'm just trying to get the secrets out for them. You know, for the fans, <laughs> I'm trying to get the secrets. I don't blame you. But I, got I don't you. blame you. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just right now. Now, I'm just really, really grateful. You know, I've got, yeah, I've, got yeah, yeah. I've got a wonderful family, I've got a wonderful husband, and I'm just, you know, I'm I'm just there, you know, trying to make things happen and you mm-hmm. know, taking the blessings as and when they come as well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta be, you gotta take a minute to kind of, you know, breathe, you know, in between and just kind of <laughs> take everything in. So yeah, exactly. But that. you know, we're 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 excited about that. I'm glad you got some stuff coming to Netflix. I can keep adding to my watch list. That's it. Well, Miss <laughs> Kyla Fry here, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. And yeah, I'll be I'll, I'll be sure to check out the next podcast too. Oh yeah, thank you. Look, we appreciate it all. I, any support, any support. So we appreciate it. <laughs> The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.